Welcome to Guided Way Ministries with Pastor Alan Rogers. In a fast-growing cold world, this message offers you the bread of life and an opportunity to drink from the fountain of living water. In this message, you will hear only the truth, and if you do not want to listen to it, turn it off. If you are hungry for revelation in the Word of God, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, if you are looking to be spiritually uplifted, be willing to listen, and listen with all your attention. For what you will hear in this message is not carnal, but spiritual. We hope you are blessed, edified, and fully rejuvenated in your spirit to continue with everyday life. peace be unto you all. I thank God for being with us. I thank him for everything that he has done for us. God has truly been amazing. You guys were covering on my lesson on Friday, which made it more exciting to speak it on today. It's a great thing. We're going to be reading today. The title of this lesson is No Matter What Happens, because no matter what happens, we must praise the Lord. It doesn't matter what it is. If it looks good, if it looks bad, if it's happy, if it's sad, no matter what it is, we must praise the Lord no matter what. We're going to be covering some scriptures. I'll be reading Habakkuk, and then we got Judges 9, 10 through 11, and then Judges 9, 12 through 13, Matthew 9, 37 through 38, Judges 9, 8 through 10, James 5, 14 and 15, Romans 11:24 and Proverbs 14:4. Let us pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for another day. Thank you, my God, for all that you have done for us. Thank you, my Father, for gathering us together one more time. Thank you, my Father, for this opportunity to hear what thus saith the Lord. My Father, don't let me speak anything that I'm not supposed to speak, Lord. Don't let me say anything according to the flesh, but everything that I say, my God, bless it to come from you and not from man. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So we're starting off, we're going to be reading... Habakkuk, third chapter, and the 17th verse. This got my attention because when you guys were speaking about praising the Lord and always praising the Lord, it's it's so perfect because the Bible says in, in Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17, although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines, the labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. We're going to break this one down a little bit, and we're going to cover up some, some of the other scriptures that go with this. And at first it says, although the fig tree shall not blossom, figs are a good source of food. Figs back in the day were, were used as a present. They gave people a present, you know, with figs. It was a very, figs were very popular back then. Oh yeah, and also there is a bonus round at the end of this if we have time. But figs were really, really good. They're actually very good for you. Figs have potassium and some other thing that they said, I forgot what it was. And that is really good for your bones. It strengthens your bones. And they also are a very sweet fruit. And so figs are very, very good. But when 
the figs are not there on the tree, when there's no happiness, seems like in your life, when everything seems to be sour or bitter that's going on in your life, when their figs do not blossom, when it feels like you just cannot get a break, we still need to rejoice when we feel weak because a fig can strengthen bones a fig is is for your inner core to give it strength so when we feel so weak inside we still need to give god praise it says the fig tree shall not blossom blossom means to break forth to break free to fly to flourish to grow to spring up even though it feels like sometimes in our lives that nothing seems to go right. We sometimes we're in a situation, we're in a, in, in a place that we cannot break free. Sometimes we're, no matter if it's an addiction, no matter whatever it is, we seem like we just cannot break free from whatever it may be. Whether it's small or big, we feel like we're stuck and those are the times we still need to praise the Lord. When we feel helpless, we still need to praise the Lord. When we feel like we got nothing going for us, we need to praise the Lord. Also, FIG stands for prosperity and peace. Sometimes we're not peaceful. Sometimes we are very miserable, but we still need to praise the Lord. There's so much power in praising the Lord because the joy of the Lord is our strength. So when you're feeling weak, if you can muster up some kind of praise somewhere, God will inhabit that praise and you will begin to feel stronger. You will begin to feel like you can go on no matter what the situation seems to be. It says, although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vine. Fruit stands for wealth, increase, to be gapped, such as people following you as you follow Christ. So especially in this day and age, there's so many people that have their own religion or their own way of believing or their own way of doing something, and they really don't want to follow somebody that is really, really trying. They want, everybody wants to go their own separate way. People don't really want to get together no more and, and, and fellowship, and it's all about money and power these days. It's not about unity anymore. So when we see the world looks like it's falling apart, guess what? We still need to praise the Lord. No matter if we looks like we're the only ones that are trying to serve the Lord and everybody else don't care, guess what? We still need to praise the Lord no matter what it looks like out there. We're going to Judges 9, 10 through 11. I started getting ahead of myself instead of reading the scriptures that go along with and the tree said to the fig tree, Come thou, and reign over us. But the fig tree said unto them, Should I forsake my sweetness and my good fruit, and go to be promoted over the trees? See, figs are a very good fruit. And that fig tree was not about to just give up his sweetness and, and his good fruit to go reign over some trees that, that didn't make no sense. What that means is sometimes we it looks like we're going to get promoted. It looks like we're going to be successful if we do this and we start trying to make more money so we put down our bibles or we start trying to do more things to to become rich or famous and we begin to leave God we begin to leave the goodness that God gave us to satisfy the flesh we're supposed to be like that fig tree and say look I'm not leaving 
what God gave me, just to go and think or possibly try to become something I'm not. I'm not going to try to reign over something in the world when God is the one that reigns over everything. I'm going to keep what God gave me, and I'm going to use what I got to praise the Lord. I'm not going to give it up what God has given me. I'm going to keep on praising the Lord. Judges 9, 12 through 13. Then said the trees unto the vine, Come thou and reign over us. And the vine said unto them, Should I leave my wine, which cheereth God and man, and go to be promoted over the trees? See, this is that fruit of the vine. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vine. The fig, the vine, the fruit of the vine, a lot of times, there's a lot of different kind of fruits that grow on vines. But in this passage, it's talking about grapes. It's talking about what they used to make wine. And that wine was to cheer people up. And there's another scripture that says, give the wine for the ones that are weary. Because wine was to cheer you up. I'm not saying that it's a good to go and get drunk and everything because it means to cheer up. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that wine did cheer people up back in the day. In fact, God would always say, pour me out a drink offering. So they would pour God a drink offering and, and they would pour wine on some stones to make a covenant with, with each other. So wine was a very popular thing. And God has given us joy. He's given us peace. He's given us everything that we need in this world. And what he's saying is, I'm not going to give up what God has given me to cheer both God and man to go reign over something that I don't understand or that I don't know. We're not supposed to let none of that get away from us. No matter how bad it, things might look, we need to hold on to our integrity and to hold on to what God has given us. And you know what? Praise the Lord is the whole thing that we need to always do with whatever God has given us. It says the fruit, fruit is wealth and increase to beget, such as people following. Sometimes you try to preach, sometimes you try to pray, sometimes you try to encourage people and they just shoot you down. They don't want to hear it. They're not trying to listen to it. To them it's foolishness. To them it doesn't make no sense. But guess what? We still need to praise the Lord even when we run into those kind of people that don't care. We need to still praise the Lord. Vine. Vine is God's gift. A vine also represents necessary pruning, growth in Christ, peacefulness, and joy. Why does all of that become? Because what? Jesus is the vine. He's who we are supposed to be grafted into. And when we have Jesus, we have peace. We have joy. We have everything that we need when we have Jesus. But let us say sometimes God will turn his face to see what's in your heart. So when it feels like Jesus isn't answering, when it feels like Jesus isn't there, when it feels like you don't have this prosperity, when it feels like you, you cannot just get a break, and sometimes it feels like God's not listening when you pray. Guess what? You still need to praise the Lord. That's where it's at is when you praise the Lord. When Jesus feels like he's not there, when you don't feel that peace of mind that you normally have, when you're at your home and you just don't feel that comfort and the joy of the Lord, you need to make that joy come back by praising the Lord no matter what the circumstances may be. The labor of the olive shall fail. We're going to go to Matthew 9, 27. 
Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth the laborers into his harvest. So sometimes it, a laborer, they go out and they preach the gospel. They, they do missionary work. They help people. They, that's what we're supposed to be doing as Christians. We're supposed to be using what God has given us to help somebody else. We're supposed to be preaching the real truth. We're supposed to be singing songs unto God. We're supposed to be making malady in our hearts. But sometimes he said the labor of the all or the labor of the olive shall fail. When you don't see those preachers anymore, when you don't hear the truth anymore, all you hear is patting them on the back and it's okay, Jesus loves you, and you know you're not doing right. That's why you went to the altar in the first place. Is because you were stuck, but they don't care. You still need to praise the Lord. When the laborers begin to get few, when they begin to cease from doing the work of God, we still need to praise the Lord. Even if we feel like we're the only ones, we still need to praise the Lord. The labor of the olive. Olive stands for Jesus. Anointing, perfumed like incense. Riches in faith and love, peace, righteous people, faithful commitments, gentle believers, true churches. When you can't find none of that, you still need to praise the Lord. When you go to the church and you can't feel God in the church and something's wrong, you still need to praise the Lord. When you talk to somebody and they don't want to talk about God, you still need to praise the Lord. When all they want to talk about is things of the world and, and, and you don't want to hear it, but you can't get them to change their conversation, you still need to praise the Lord because the labor of the olive is failing. The Bible says in another scripture that in the last days, the love of many will wax cold. You're not going to find people that are going to love God and want to talk about God and, and so excited about the word of God. It's hard to find those kind of people these days. But guess what? We still need to praise the Lord. No matter what the situation is, praise ye the Lord. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. We're going to James 5, 14 through 15. Actually, I'm sorry, Judges 9, 8 through 9. The trees went forth on a time to anoint a king over them, and they said unto the olive tree, Reign thou over us. But the olive tree said unto them, Should I leave my fatness wherewith by me they honor God and man, and go to be promoted over the trees? And then go ahead and James 15, or 5, 14 through 15. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of the faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. If he had committed any sins, they shall be forgiven him. See, those both of those go very, very good together. Because when the labor of the olive begins to fail, you're not going to be able to find people that you can go to and have them pray over you the prayer of faith. Because you cannot pray the prayer of faith if your mind and your heart is not with God. If you are not doing what you're supposed to be doing, you cannot pray the prayer of faith. So when you go to the churches or you go to people or even your friends or your family and you ask for prayer and they pray for you, but you feel nothing because they weren't where they needed to be, you still need to praise the Lord. When the labor of the olive begins to fail, we still need to praise the Lord. When we walk around and our jobs look, look bad and look horrible, we still 
need to praise the Lord when they talk about us behind our backs. We still need to praise the Lord. When they won't listen, we still need to praise the Lord. We're going to Romans 11, 24. For if thou wert cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and wert grafted contrary to nature into a good olive tree, how much more shall these, which be the natural branches, be grafted into their own olive tree? And then Proverbs 14.4. Where no oxen are, the crib is clean, but much increases by the strength of the ox. It goes on to say, it says, Neither shall fruit be in the vine, the labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat. How many times when you go to the field, if you look at a church, the church is supposed to be the place where we go to eat. The church is supposed to be the place where we go to listen to what thus saith the Lord. The church is supposed to be the place where we can go if we're babies in Christ to get the sincere milk of the truth. Or if we are more mature, we're supposed to be able to go to church and get the meat of the word of God. But sometimes you walk into the church and you don't get that meat because they're not ready to preach the meat. They don't want to preach the meat. Sometimes they only want to get people's attention so they, they can get paid. So they're not going to tell you the truth. They're not going to tell you, you know what, what you're doing is wrong. They're not going to say that. They're going to tell you, you know what, you're, you're, you're doing just fine. This is what Jesus died for. He knows your heart. Continue to pay your tithes and offerings and God will bless. We can't find the sincere meat anymore. We need that sincere meat. But when you go to the church and you don't find the sincere meat, guess what? You still need to praise the Lord. You got to praise the Lord no matter what the situation may be. It goes on to say, And the field shall yield no meat, the flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. The flock is, is God's children, and they begin to get cut off. Their love of many begins to wax cold, and you can't find people that want to be... Um, in the house of God anymore. The stalls represent the churches and people don't want to get together no more. They don't want to come in unity no more. Everybody wants to go their own separate way and do their own thing. They What happened to, to unity? What happened to the scripture that says neglect, and I'm probably paraphrasing, neglect not the gathering together of the saints. They, Jesus told us that a long time ago. Don't don't stop gathering. Don't stop being in one accord. But the devil knows how to split that up because there is power in unity. There is so much power in unity. In fact, there's so much power in unity until God had to come down and, and dumbfound everyone's language because they had set their mind to build a tower that would reach the heavens and a name that was going to be like no other name. And because they were in one accord, God looked down and said, what they have started to do, they will do it. Now, I know scientists say it's impossible to go to the sky and to touch the heavens and all that. They, they do say all that. But when God says what they started to do, they're going to do it there. They would have found a way to do it. And because they were in such one accord, they were going to have a name that was so strong and so powerful and, and, and a tower that was incredibly high. They were going to succeed. God said they will do it. They're going to succeed. That's because there's that much power in unity. The devil don't want us to be united. He don't want us to have unity because there's too much power. One can chase a thousand and look at what the, the numbers jump when there's two people. 
from one to 10,000. One can chase a thousand, two can put 10,000 to a flight, let alone three, get all of us. Oregon ain't big enough. You think the devil wants that? Because he knows that there's power in unity. So he says there's no hurt in the stalls. There's nobody in the churches. You go to a lot of churches, five people here, 15 people there, three people over there. That one closed down because nobody showed up. That's what's happening these days. There's no herds in the stalls. There's no meat in the fields. There's nothing. But guess what? We still have to praise the Lord. That's our job is to praise the Lord because when the praises go up, God's blessings begin to come down. God listens when his children praise him. God answers when we begin to praise him. God inhabits the praises of Israel. He lives with those that praise him. And when God lives with you, you got everything. Your business is successful. Your job is okay. The problems that you have, you can walk all over them like Peter did. The situations that you're going through won't be that big of a deal. Your money, that the little tiny bit of money that you got will pay everything. Because Jesus is the one that increases all things. He's the one that will give you the strength to carry on. He's the one that can give you the power to obtain wealth. He's the one that can give you all the things that you need. But you have to praise the Lord. Praising the Lord is the most important thing that we can do right now. Is praise the Lord. Don't let nothing get in our way. Don't let nothing stop us. Don't let nothing hinder us from praising the Lord. And we will see that things change. What did Habakkuk say? Yet I will rejoice. I don't need to see all of these things happening for my good. I don't need to have everything at my fingertips. God can turn his face from me and I will still praise the Lord because I know that it's for my own good. I can praise the Lord. He says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I'm not going to rejoice in the materialistic things. That's what happens is we put our confidence in our mind and everything into the things of this world and, and the things that satisfy the flesh. And when it gets stripped away, guess what? There goes our happiness. There goes our peace. There goes everything. See, Job had everything, but guess what? He didn't put confidence or anything in what he had. His joy was in the Lord. So when he got everything taken away, guess what he said? The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, not what I had. The Lord God is my strength. And he will make my feet like hind's feet. Have you ever read about a deer? They don't slip. They might slip on a, on a concrete because they're not made for that. And they'll slip on the blacktop. But you put a deer on dirt, they don't slip. When they plant their feet, they don't move. They could run. They could climb rocks. They could run up the mountain. They could run down the mountain. Their feet do not slip. And he says, the Lord God is my strength and he will make my feet like hinds feet and he will make me to walk upon mine high places. God's not going to leave you when he hears those praises. We have to praise the Lord. This, this year is a year of praising the Lord and has been telling all of us over and over again in the messages that you guys come up with, in the messages that I come up with, God has been telling us over and over again, don't stop praising me. This is what you need to be doing. He's telling us where it's at. He's telling us where the blessings are. Praise the Lord. Don't let nothing stop us from praising the Lord. Big, small, doesn't matter who it comes from. 
don't stop praising the Lord. And if we haven't started praising him, let us start praising him for everything. Because that's when God will dwell with us. And when God dwells with us, we don't have nothing to worry about. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all, but for the bonus. Remember that fig tree that Jesus cursed? I was always wondering, why did Jesus curse the fig tree? The Bible says that it wasn't time for figs. So if it's not time for figs, why would Jesus curse the fig tree if it wasn't even time for figs? But here's the reason. A fig tree does not bring forth leaves unless it has fruit. So if you see a fig tree and it has leaves, it has fruit. Now the fruit are not edible. They will be in the spring. So if you see a fig tree and it has leaves, that's why he says, you know that summer is nigh because fig trees bring forth their ripe fruit in the summer. So you see a fig tree, it has fruit on it, but the leaves cover the fruit until the fruit is ripened and then the fruit pushes the leaves away and you can see all the beautiful figs. But when you go to a fig tree and it's full of leaves and it does not have any fruit, that fruit tree is barren it won't bring forth fruit. So when Jesus went to the fig tree and it was full of leaves, but there was nothing on it, it was a barren tree. It wasn't gonna bring forth anything. And what did he say about the tree that doesn't bring forth fruit? Behold, the ax is laid at the root of the tree and it will be hewn down if you're not gonna bring forth fruit. I said, well, this is nice. Jesus never does do anything for no reason. <laughs> I always, for a long time, why would, why? But now I know why. Because it was a barren tree. Mm -mm -mm. Let us not be barren. That, that's a bad, bad idea. That's a bad idea. Anyway, we'll turn the service back over to Director Adam. Would you receive him by the word of amen? The word of God that you have heard and received with an open heart. To live it out actively with all of your being will yield you a bountiful return. Thank you for listening to this message as I hope it has been a blessing to you. Our goal is to show you the path of life and an opportunity of a lifetime. It is Christ's love and support that makes this opportunity possible. Please visit Guided Way Ministries online for more products, partnership, or to join. Visit us on Anchor to become a listener supporter. May God bless you, may He keep you, may He shine His face always upon you, and may He forever keep you in 